Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website and frankly they know what they're doing far better than i or austin ever did so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there you go do that follow us on twitter at final show films for updates uh for all future things including things that are going on with our website and going on with the patreon page and things that are going on live as we stream them uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else so thank you very much for watching y'all have a good day To the Warcraft RPG campaign Storm, Earth, and Fire, you might call me. I am William, and I am the storyteller, game master for this Warcraft RPG campaign. And joining me today, we do not have John. John is feeling ill, so he will not be here today. Uh, but we do have Holly. Hi. Oh, I'm playing Shiana Flame Carver. And I'm Holly, and I'm playing Shiana Flamecarver. Um, she is a rogue assassin orc. There you go. With one arm. And Austin, who is playing Jenga Tall, just gonna get the name out there before he even starts. <laughs> Hi, I'm I'm Austin, and I'm playing the troll of the group, who is also the general wild man of the group, and his ever faithful snack friend, who is the mascot of the group. <laughs> yeah. This, I need wings for this guy to make it truly appropriate. I can just imagine people going up to him and just saluting him. <laughs> that is the appropriate response to Snack Friends. <laughs> and Rudy? Hey, I'm Rudy. I'm playing Brick Earth Whisperer. Uh, Rune, uh, Runex. Hey, Torin Runex. And uh, Stan? I'm playing Josh, the Goblin Tinker. And Zachary. Hey, I'm Zach, and I'm playing Leaf Iron Mender, the half-orc tinker holy priest. And when last we left off, the group had begun to make its way after us after a brief stop at the two booth of the Lightbringer um, towards the wetlands to make their way towards the Twilight Highlands, um, managing to avoid too much alliance uh, interaction along the way. They eventually reached the Thandal Span and began to cross uh, cross over that. After after a trip to the Highlands, after the trip to the Arathi Highlands, they got cut significantly short because I forgot distances because the Eastern Kingdoms is not my map. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as familiar with the Eastern Kingdoms as Kalimdor. Um, but after after traversing a significant distance and arriving at the Thandal Span, um, the group, upon reaching the other side of the span, 
leading into the wetlands, uh, was stopped by a gunshot and a loud voice which shouted, HALT! And that is where we pick up. The voice has just shouted, you haven't seen the approach yet. What are you guys going to do? Uh, it's someone with a gun, so the best option is to wait and do what he says until we see him. Because first off, I'd rather talk this out, and second off, as soon as he shows himself, that's when he loses the advantage of us not seeing him, and he has a gun, so <laughs> stop. Okay, is everyone else going to follow the half-hawk's lead? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was planning on stopping, because I don't yeah. want to get shot. I'm going to immediately begin looking around my surroundings to see if I can find this dude with a gun. Oh, my perception check. Find the dude with a gun. No. Nice. <laughs> What's your roll? I didn't roll a natural one. With a two. Maybe. Okay. So I got better off on a five. Uh, no. I mean, I have modifiers. That's a six. Hey, that's, that's not the worst you could have rolled. No, I could have rolled the natural <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, a few moments later, as you're trying to figure out what's going on, eventually you begin to see um, cloaks begin to rise, that rise up from the, the hilly, mountainous sides of this, of this area. These sort of stone-gray cloaks that served well to camouflage and hide with the environment begin to rise up as about a dozen individuals with guns uh, reveal themselves from around the, 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 the watch and approaching from around one of the heavier rocks uh, is the one individual who is not wearing one of these cloaks. All of these individuals are of shorter stature. They're definitely of either dwarven or gnomish height, you would assume dwarven. Although you haven't gotten a good enough look to really tell. Um, maybe goblin height, you know, who knows. Um, but the one individual approaching is not wearing a cloak, but is wearing a full suit of heavy plate armor uh, of a sort of a, a sort of steel gray that has been um, painted over with the with a trim of uh, fire orange and then an inlay uh, sort of a secondary coloration of gold um, with uh, a hefty great axe uh, slung across his back this this individual approaching without a hood is definitely a dwarf, as you can see his long red hair that is just kind of flowing behind him with the full beard that reaches down about to a mid-waist and is braided with several different bits of jewelry in it. Uh, as he approaches, um, he looks at the group of you. Well, aren't you a strange sight for crossing the sandal span? What's your business I, I here? Point Bert, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name specifically of the abbey we were saying we were going to? Northshire Abbey. Yeah. We're heading south <clears throat> to Northshire Abbey. And what brings you to the abbey? I'm heading there on my pilgrimage. These are my friends here to help me on the journey. It's uh, certainly a perilous one, what with the activity of the scourge. Roll me... Roll me Alright. Are you proficient in that? We will very much see. I am. <laughs> I see. 
And you've got a good charisma score, right? Yes, I do have a decent charisma score. That was... Is 12 going to cut it? You, you see, as, as you give this explanation, you see his eyes narrow. And he sort of looks at the group of you. I don't know how I feel about letting more groups pass unaccosted through my lands. I'm going to need... We're going to have to... Well, if you, as you say, perhaps you won't mind if we investigate a little bit. Go ahead. <coughs> he offered a sharp whistle, and a couple of the, uh, a couple of the other um, dwarves kind of step up and proceed to walk over to the cart and start to rummage through and see what's inside. Best up is. I'm just playing with springs. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have anything incriminating there. We, no, we've, well, I mean, the, 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 the big suit that I have is, you know, I mean, other than that. There's the big I, suit, I, but mostly Yeah, but he yeah, just said that we're uh, guards. I'm, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not in it. The only thing possibly incriminating is that one guy has a banner, but... I well, he, think he, he's he hiding that on yeah, him. That. Yeah, said, yeah. <laughs> You know, just, you know, fold it up, slide it into the ribcage of the undead horse. Perfect hiding spot. He put it away last week yeah. when we started through here. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we've got yeah. some banners with a snack friend on them, though. Yeah. <clears throat> I've basically been designing those right now, and they're probably all on my person, so... Uh, so the a few minutes pass, and uh, the two dwarves kind of step up, and... They proceed to exchange a few words in Dwarvish. None of you speak, I believe. Nope. Believe it or not, I don't speak Dwarvish. Don't speak. I mean, that doesn't negate the validity of my prior statement. The snake plant speaks Dwarvish. No. It negates its relevancy, but. Well, they changed the way the languages work. Yeah, I know. So, no. I don't teach war. Yeah. So, um, after, after a few seconds the, uh, of conversation, the, the other dwarf looks up at the group of you. All right. You don't seem to be carrying anything worthy of waging war with. Keep that shredder deactivated while you're passing through. Certainly, I can't. Or the Flogason, uh, anyway. We'll be keeping an eye on you as you pass through the wetlands. I understand completely. Thank you. My name is Sargas Anvilmar. You don't have to meet me again under worse circumstances. I'll try to avoid that. Alright. Carry on through. He says he waves the group of you on and signals the other to get back in position. All right, let's go. Are we planning on going back this direction anyway? I mean, we're planning on seeing how things go. Yeah, pretty much. Right. I know, I know. In fact, could you, like, move him back? Because I'm afraid to move at all right now. Thank you. Okay. So, you, you move on. Um, 
and begin to pass through the uh, the wetlands. And it's gonna be in a day or two's travel to get close to the Twilight Highlands. While we're passing through, um, since I'm so fast, I've got a little bit of time. I would like to be investigating the herbs and flora and fauna, since we're in such a completely different area than I'm used to. Because these wetlands are different than a jungle, I'm assuming. Yes. They're more marsh. Absolutely. Um, do you have the herbalism trade skill? I do not have the herbalism trade skill. I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in, like, from herbal properties. I'm, inter I'm interested in it from an ecological. Okay. So just roll me a survival check. <laughs> Assuming that I can go in the tower. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make myself a new tower. A thoroughly mediocre roll. I'm good at survival, so that's 14. Uh, plant life here is definitely different from what you're used to. Um, it, is, it is not remotely similar to either the desert or jungle environments that you are more familiar with. I did, we did pass through occasionally the, the marshland uh, before you went, Thousand you, Needles. Yeah, you went through... Um, I've uh, been through there a couple times. Yeah, is, it, couple is it comparable to that? It's a little bit less choked than Dust Wallow. Um, the, the, the marsh, um, around that area is very thick and very overgrown with vegetation. Um, there's, a, like, a lot of vines and creatures that grow there. Uh, they're used to the very dense environment. And the very Foliage, dense. undergrowth. Yeah. This is a lot more just <clears throat> open fields that have been suffused with water so heavily and for so long that it's just kind of become a part of the environment. Less a marsh, more a bog. Kind of, yeah. Cool. They're called wetlands for a reason. Um, like there's like as you look around, it's, it's the, the foliage is not thick. Like the trees are sparse, but they're there. But and the plants, the the grass doesn't grow super tall. But everywhere you look, you can see the ground is kind of spongy from water, and you can just see occasional pools and just kind of rest oh. in areas. So there's nothing like this on the other continent. Not quite. Um, I'm also going to kind of keep track of the animal, if there's any particularly unique, unique animals or plants that grow in, grow in conditions that shouldn't be favorable to plants as I know them. Yeah, there's, there's an awful lot of lichen that grows around the, the watery areas um, that you can definitely see, um, especially around the areas where there's stone abutting the rock, or abutting the, the water. Um, the uh, the notable thing is, as you sort of look around, you begin to pick up tracks that are not familiar to you. Um, they look almost canine, but they're not spaced properly. Um, these sort of vaguely canine-looking tracks are... <clears throat> they're spaced like an upright thing walking, uh, which is odd for because they're used to them being spaced in groups of four rather than groups of two. So some sort of bipedal canine. Potentially. So, first question. Could I take samples of this lichen? Probably. Like, uh, if I, I, I pick up, uh, I'm going to pick up a rock and just kind of experiment as we're traveling just to see how well it does, how hardy it is, if it can be removed from its environment, if it you know, will live in a bag, that sort of thing. Um, if it threatens to dry out, uh, I'm also, if we, if I get a chance to move ahead of the group, uh, I'm gonna see if I can follow some of these tracks. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to do it surreptitious. I'm not hiding it. I'm just being like, on tracks. I'm just kind of move off ahead. 
Um, and so, you go ahead and uh, just give me a stealth check. Ooh, that was a much better roll. Twenty-three. Uh, so, um, as you sort of uh, look around and follow some of the tracks down <coughs> one of their paths, um, you begin to reach um, areas of more recent activity. Um, and you see areas where brush has been disturbed, where uh, you can see definitely much more fresh tracks and the, the signs of recent um, activity, like wood has been kind of scraped by passage. Um, you begin to hear sounds, this sort of like dog-like um, aggressive yipping. But almost sounds like some of the hyenas that you see in the, in the, in the, um, in the barrens. Mm. I don't know if you are um, I do. He doesn't. Yeah. Um, looking at the tracks, how many? What size? Or weight? Definitely larger than like your average human, you would say. Um, more comparative, more comparative to like a troll sized, um, and uh, at least a maybe. In this particular, maybe six or seven. Okay, so not torrent size. No. Okay. Uh, do the tracks look like they're heading in a direction where we would intercept them on our path, or are they just kind of minding their own business? Uh, you would definitely be coming near them on your path. You wouldn't necessarily intercept, but if they decided to change their direction, they could very easily run into you. Okay. And you said I'm hearing them speak. I'm, I'm hearing yipping and stuff. Yeah. Does it sound like the sort of yipping of wild animals, or does it sound like it's a distinct form of? Uh, roll me a uh, investigation. I'm so good at that. Especially when I roll a four on the die. I forget if I'm proficient in investigation. I'm not. That's a three. <laughs> Sounds like yipping to you. <laughs> Cool. It's hard to make out whether it's language or not when you don't understand what it's supposed to sound like. I'm going to eek a little bit closer. See if I can catch a glimpse of these things then. <laughs> so you you come across and, and cross over and you see a group of bipedal coyote creatures is the best way to describe them. Uh, as you sort of look through the, the brush and see there's a group of about four or five of them sitting huddled around a, a fire that is burning low, um, wearing sort of these very rough fit bits of leather and hide, occasional scraps of metal. Um, the, uh, they have like clubs and spears off to the side as they're having this sort of yipping conversation amongst each other. Um, and they have sort of their their bodies are tall and broadly built, but they have this pronounced hunch, like their heads are just sort of built forward out of their torso, um, that causes them to lean very far forward. It sort of reminds you of a torrent, but nowhere near in scale. Um, or intelligence based on what they're yeah. holding. These this looks like quillbore level type stuff, right? Yeah, like quillbore intelligence. Definitely looks vaguely quillboreish. Um, if quillbores were dogs instead of porcupines, kind of yeah. Um, and then, but uh, immediately, uh, a few moments later, you see 
uh, you hear a much deeper and louder bark. Uh, that sounds much more aggressive and authoritative. And a few seconds later, you see emerging from a, a sort of a high tent a uh, a much larger specimen of where these guys are sort of a like a, a black or brownish color. This one's kind of a mottled gray, uh, and he's got red paint across his face and across some of his limbs. And he's wearing much heavier metallic armor, and at his side there is a, a chain flail that has two heads on it, like a, a double-headed uh, flail. Um, and he's sort of, he's, he's much larger and broader and carries his air of authority that all of the other gnolls seem to immediately um, submit to. They all kind of like hunch him seriously as he approaches and starts barking loudly. Okay. But they look like they're permanently camped, temporarily camped, or like this is here for the night. It looks like it's probably just here for like right now. Okay. Well, I'm going to slip back to the rest. I'm, I'm going to wait just a little bit to see if they start to move out and then slip back to the rest of the group. Yeah, they seem to be here for now. Okay, I slip back to the rest of the group. Um, I'll walk up to our, our good assassin friend. I'm <laughs> not there. Yes. Yes, whatever. Um, he pulls up, uh, pulls, jumps back on his horse, rides up beside you. He pulls out the map. Okay. He pulls out his counting bag. Pulls out, you said there were four four little ones and a big one? Five little ones and a big one. He pulls out five small teeth okay. and one big tooth and places them on the map and, and, and places them aside and then points at the map where they are and then puts the big tooth um, on that spot and then uh, follows along the path uh, with, his fing- with his fingers and then makes us uh, and then points at the group and then makes a separate path with a bit of a wider berth. Uh, and then begins taking his horse off the trail. Okay. <clears throat> there are creatures. There's a critter. That way, you want us to go for them? No, he's, 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 he's making away. a path that's avoiding. He's away. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, I thought. Oh, super okay. We try to move around. To move around them. Do they seem hostile? He uh, like makes feints and makes like a err face. <laughs> they seem angry. Scary. Oh, no. They could kill us. <laughs> They're savage, not very smart. They'll probably attack us if we cross their territory. Ah. <laughs> well, then we should go around. Okay. We'll go around for now. Then begin leading them on a separate path that will. Probably survival check before to see how well you can. Well, we're not my favorite terrain, but it works. 16. 16? Yeah, you managed to. Keep it keep in your mind the location that you saw them um, and move. And occasionally you hear the they they're yelling noises in the distance, and you make sure to steer even further away to try and avoid getting anywhere where they would begin to sense you or try and chase after you. Um, but as you're as you're keeping an eye out for the knolls and kind of wandering around, you find yourself moving into wetter and wetter territory as you start having to move through more of the like the standing water that exists around the around the wetlands. Um, and it is while you are moving through one of these um, one of these pools of water that you. Um, as you're walking, you feel your foot press into something scaly. 
and not another crocodilus. <laughs> almost, almost immediately after your foot makes contact, there is a wild splashing noise as a large, compare it to like regular critters, but definitely nowhere near as large as you. Um, scaled, almost frog-like creature, kind of emerges from the emerges from the from the from the muck of the of the pond and just kind of brandishes a spear at you and makes weird gurgling noises as it backs away from you and pulls the spear out in front of it, like you seem to have stepped on it. I want it. I want it. I want to keep it. Sorry, I'm saying this as a player. The troll's going to look at it, push its spear down with one hand to keep walking. <laughs> it, looks at, it looks at you for a second. You <laughs> keep going. We keep going. Do I do? I look around. There's not like a nest or anything. I'm disturbing, right? No, it, it seems to have been like sleeping in, at, on, at the bottom of this lake, and you seem to have yeah. stepped on it. Just keep walking. <laughs> Shiana's just gonna walk past that pet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> kind of snaps at your hands, but. Or whatever an orc does. Yeah. Growl, yeah. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be my noises. Richard is providing the, uh, the Foley effects. Just keep, it, kind of keep an eye on you it. You look like you're about to say something. <laughs> I mean, ready in action if we run into a whole bunch more to cast call motions, but other than that, I mean... I just had a hand grenade getting ready on that. I don't feel threatened by a frog with a stick. <laughs> I mean, I really want one, but... The, the, the creature kind of looks at you as you as you walk away from it, and it kind of watches you for a minute, and as you, one of you kind of keep your eyes over your shoulder at it, and you kind of, like, sees you moving on. Flips its spear backhand in its grip and just stabs into the dirt and pulls up a fish and starts sitting munch on the fish. Okay. The beauty of being true neutral. I just don't care. <laughs> Eventually, it begins to get dark, and you probably want to start setting down. I'm gonna see if I can find a particularly dry spot. As dry as you can find the wetlands. Bit of high ground, you know. Yeah, probably some some high ground near like overlooking the road, probably because that's where the road tends to have been built around the highest terrain to try and make it easier for carts and stuff to move through. Um, so probably near the road, you probably find some appropriate hills, which means you'd be inside of anyone traversing the road, but it's also the only real place where you're not going to be sleeping in the moisture. So how are you guys going to set up camp? I mean... I'm presuming that people have set up camp on these hills before. Probably. You gonna pop tents and start a fire, or <laughs> can we get a fire? I mean, I can start a fire. Just have to... Should we be starting do, do, do a we fire? Do we need a fire? We probably don't need a fire in this. I mean, it'd be nice to dry things out. But I'm gonna go and bring back a whole bunch of uh, 
fish, reptiles, and whatever else I yeah. can find. Taking a cue from one of the murlocs, you see that a lot of a lot of these larger ponds are almost like small lakes and have a certain amount of ecology in them. Um, and there's there's a number of small fish that can be found, and there's there's also a major river that seems to run through most of the wetlands that seems to be feeding a lot of these uh, these water features. Cool. Um, so there's there's definitely some fish to be had. I am I am going to. I'm going to fish with great skill. As, as an outlander, you're able to find enough, enough fish just in anything without having too much trouble. Uh, That's a to, 20 on survival. Yeah, you managed to definitely find enough enough food for everyone for the for the night without having to deeply any of your rations. So you said we're following at least somewhat close to a trail. How well-traveled does it look? Uh, the road itself is relatively um, decently traveled. Um, you definitely see there are spots where carts have gone off the side of the road and gotten stuck, and you can see like individual wheels that are still just left where they where they were when someone pulled the rest of the cart out in that illegal wheel. Um, and this road definitely seems to see enough travel that it's not impossible that someone would stumble across you if they're moving at night. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like. It doesn't seem likely that they'd be moving at night. Yeah, it seems more like this is the this is the kind of place you want to go during the day. Okay. okay. Um, also, as I come back, I rolled a fifteen to prepare the fish. Yeah. I don't plan on using a fire unless somebody started fire while I was I can, out. I can. Uh, I can set up a magical fire for a few minutes. To but I mean, I just got back and I just started. Stop. I mean, we're not going to burn it all night. Uh, we don't want to get too much attention. Try, try a little mini bonfire. Just, just, just for practice. Alright. Well, if there's fire, throw a big rock on it. It's fish, and I, I found some of the mosses and stuff to kind of... Because if, if it's very stagnant water, these are probably bottom feeder type fish. They probably taste yeah. like right. mud. Yeah, and like those really bad catfish. Or really good catfish, as the case may be, but still catfish. Not not farm catfish. One of the few animals that's better farm raised. Just yeah. right. Uh, I say with my you know expert knowledge. Um, yes, I am a normal human. I eat normal human food. You can't eat fish. Yeah, and you cut up some fish. Set up camp for the night. Anyone keeping watch or? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we need to set up a watch. What do we need? Three watches? Generally. I think we work on that stuff. Yeah, Unless somebody needs to be a watch. That will take my perception. I've got a good perception check, so I'll take a second watch. I'll take a watch. You have dark vision? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, so I have dark vision. Second and watch perception will check. <laughs> second watch will work for you. Yeah. I can do one of the watches if I have to. Oh. I don't. I'll take third watch. I'll take third watch then. Okay. Break on first watch. The troll will take whatever watch people wake him up for. So, um, Brick, uh, go ahead and roll a perception check with disadvantage because it didn't light out the first watch. Good. 
That is a seven. Uh, as, you, as you sort of keep your eyes out, it's it's getting dark. Dark is not necessarily the best place um, for you while you're moving around. Um, so you mostly just kind of, while you're sitting up, you kind of take some chips of wood and start carving your runes into them for the day just to have prepared for your spontaneous runes. Just kind of keep an eye out. Fortunately, nothing major seems to approach or try and catch your attention. Um, wake up, leave for the second watch. Leave. Uh, it is now dark. Are you going to set up a campfire? Um, I have dark vision. It should be fine. Okay, so then you can set up a Because you treat darkness as dim light, and that's what dim light does. You make a perception check with disadvantage. Or I partial those dark vision? No, that's just how dark vision. You, you treat darkness as dim light and dim light as bright light. And dim light rule is you make a perception check with disadvantage. Huh. I imagine dark light is just straight up you can't. Yeah, yeah. If, if it's absolute darkness, you just can't see it. Yeah, it was... Oh, no, that means I don't get a natural point. <laughs> but still, that is a 15. 15? Keeping your eyes out. Um, the, uh, the environment is noisy at night. There's a lot of crickets and other nighttime insects and frogs making plenty of noise. Um, it's a regular cacophony. Um, you're kind of amazed that your companions are able to get me sneak through it. Um, as you kind of keep your eyes around, you um, you do notice as you as you sit um, a wagon slowly begins to trundle its way down the road. <laughs> Can I tell anything about the wagon? Um, it's uh, it's um, roll me. Investigation. Oh, 25. Nice. That's funny. Uh, as you look at it, it's of a make that you haven't seen before. It's very um, dark wood and sort of stained, uh, like yellowish stained glass. Um, with a, a large uh, pair of horses pulling it along. Um, the individual sitting on it is wearing this sort of uh, white shirt with black vest and black pants and boots uh, with this sort of very uh, wide brim, very tall hat um, on his head. Uh, as he moves along, you can catch the glint of a monocle on one eye as he um, rides along uh, it's definitely a human on the wagon, um, and you can uh, get the faint smell of incense wafting off of it uh, from something burning on the inside as he just kind of slowly keeps the wagon moving through the night. All right, and we're we're a little bit off the yeah. Path. You're definitely <laughs> visible though, and he can definitely see your camp, but he doesn't seem to be just stopping around. He's willing and ready to keep moving. Um. 
gonna just basically keep an eye out as his car moves past, look for any movement. Like if there's anybody else in the car or anybody else that moves. So I'll keep an eye out for that. Is that gonna be with disadvantage or not? Yes, with disadvantage. Um. So he probably can. So I think he can see us though. Uh, you're definitely shapes that are visible. He, as far as you know, humans don't have that kind of night vision that you do. So maybe he's just kind of moving. There's a, there's like a lantern sat on the stool next to him that's shooting a cone of light forward so he can see the road. That might be all that he's seen by, in which case he can only see you sort of vaguely in the, in the corners of the light. Um, but he definitely, it would be hard to miss that there is something off the side of the road. It might be harder to make out what it is. Yeah. But you've got tents and stuff set up, so it's easy to tell that someone is there. Especially if, especially if the lantern never caught you, which he probably did, as it was turning some of the turning some of the bends of the road, the lantern probably at least vaguely caught me at the new tents. All right. Well, I'm a half orc, and everybody else, I'm only half orc, and everybody else is still in their tents. So I'm just going to kind of hold up my staff and use the light cantrip just to get a little bit of a better view of things, just to let him know that you know we're there, we're just camping. So and make a perception check to see. Yeah, white. That is an edge. Yeah, so that's 15. 15. I do like all the nine apparently. <laughs> so, um, as the the wagon the wagon driver definitely spots your light and kind of turns his head to you and looks at you for a minute with this sort of suspicious look as he sort of spots you and keeps going, but you see his eye is tracking you out of the corner of his perception. Uh, but as you as you look, you can see um, through that sort of sort of yellowish stained glass. Um, you can see the faint shapes of people on the inside of the wagon. Um, and as you see, um, one person uh, sort of re repositioning themselves in the wagon, seemingly to lay down for some rest. A second individual kind of sits up, uh, and you see the uh, the faint outline of a claw reach up and just kind of run across the window almost as if it's wiping away some fog to see through to see what's on to see what's outside a claw does it look reinforced enough to possibly be a prison wagon no this is definitely just kind of a transport mm -hmm. claw mind their own business. I don't really want to alert all of the many suspicious looking characters in my party, so I won't question his. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not wanting to be scrutinized, so I won't scrutinize you. That seems... Yeah, yeah. And I'll just kind of let him pass and again, keep an eye on if any of them try to get out or look into this more. As you, and eventually the wagon reaches the point where it's just like uh, maybe a dozen feet from your campsite uh, off the edge of the road. He 
the, the individual kind of looks over at you and kind of very sort of warily just kind of tilts his hat. Evening, evening, sir. I give a simple nod. You have, a, you have a pleasant night. Kind of continues the wagon along. Just awkward, just kind of two seconds conversation as you pass by. Yep. Awkward conversation is the best. Awkward conversations don't raise questions. <clears throat> Did we ever check that camera? Oh yeah. Have a look at have a second look at that one. Does it look fine? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. It's slightly Dutch angled, but not enough to really worry about. My blind camera setting skills have improved. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, your watch finishes up as the wagon passes out of sight, brings you on to the third watch for whoever's taking that one. That's me. I get you up for the watch. I tell you that there was a wagon that went by a little bit ago. Um, they just seemed like travelers. Well, there was some kind of clawed creature I could see through the window, but I like wasn't really in a good position to ask questions, so if there's another of similar description, I will kill them on sight. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. <laughs> Wonderful, I have permission. As if you needed his permission for anything. I do. <laughs> I will keep my eyes out. Good. Go ahead and make me a perception check with disadvantage unless you're starting to fire. Listen, the sun has not risen yet. Oh. This is third watch. It is always darkest before the <laughs> Um Twenty-one. Sorry, twenty. Okay, but that was with advantage, though. It was. Okay. Sorry, I rolled a fourteen and a seventeen. Nice. Um, so, as you keep an eye out, um, you eventually, um, as the night begins to give way, um, as just in the in the wee in the wee hours before rise. Uh, you begin to hear the noise of movement. Um, Can I tell where? From further along where you just have been going. Sort of um, something that would have been going in the direction you came from, theoretically, or is moving around in that direction. Um, you begin to make out um, some yipping and barking noises in the distance. There's something apparently with either with canines at their disposal or that makes canine noises um, is moving in that direction. They're moving towards us? Or Somewhere in that direction. I don't seem to be getting closer per se, <laughs> but there's definitely activity in that direction. She is going to stealth and check it out. Oh, we 
So as you as you move out to try and see what's going on, um, you follow uh, the As you as you move out, you uh, come across a. Uh, you eventually hear the sounds of a scuffle, some kind of combat taking place. Um, crack of a rifle, um, and as you sort of peer through the brush to get a closer look, uh, you see a group of these canine, these hyena-looking bipedal creatures with a variety of shoddily put-together armor being led by one of these larger canine creatures with this sort of red face paint and this giant two-headed flail in its offhand. Um, uh, harassing this very dark wood, um, sort of very uh, Victorian-esque looking wagon um, with a, a human with this sort of dark attire and this top hat on at the head of the wagon with a, with a gun trying to defend off uh, these creatures uh, that are circling the wagon and beginning to close. Uh, and it is at that point um, that you manage to step on a particularly dry branch that offers a loud crack. Yep. Uh, and immediately, a pair of the gnolls uh, at the at the corner of the ring turn and spot you. Yep. Uh, so who'd like to roll me initiative? I'm gonna die. Is there any chance that the rest of us would hear that particularly loud crack, or is it too far off? It's a bit off. Or the gunshot. She, she, had, she had to, she had to walk to away from the... Yeah, from the gunshot. I tried to stealth, I rolled a one. Happens. If a gunshot doesn't wake um, us up. Yeah, the, gunshot, the, the gunshot definitely was... You had, you had to travel for a good 10, 15 minutes. I'm rolling so badly, that was 10 for an Alright. Wow. You could have plus 5, right? Yes. Roll five. Yes. I reject out. this dice. This <coughs> die. I don't like it. I'm I'm using my metal. And what do you think it stands for? Yes. It stands for some pretty bad stuff. Yeah. Oh, now I roll a 19. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like rejection. <laughs> I am just gonna reject you. I need dice jail. Okay, so. Um, first up in the combat is the large mole. Um, you see he kind of steps forward into the, uh, into the close proximity of the man with the gun and kind of brings his flail up and strikes it, uh, uh, swings at it twice with both heads of the flail. Um, but the, the, the man manages to duck out of the way and use the wagon as cover and manages to avoid being struck. Um, and then bring them to the rest of the gnolls begin to um, circle around the closing on the on the wagon while two of them break off to head for you. Come at me. Uh, so throw yourself upon me. Brother. 
as the uh, the two gnolls kind of look at you with um, with sort of scimitars in in hand. They kind of make these growling these <laughs> and begin to rush forward and um, both of them are going to take a swing at you uh, with their weapons. Uh, so it's going to be a 20 to hit. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> uh, 8 points of slashing damage. Yep. And that would be a 9 to hit, which I was going to miss. That misses. Um, and then they're both going to try and bite you. Could I borrow That's a pencil cool. from someone? This does not have an eraser or lead. That's to my child. <laughs> Thank you. And then they're both going to try and bite you. Okay. That's uh, going to be a 21 on the hit. will be uh, 5 points of piercing damage. And 19. Yes, 19 hits. And 4 points of piercing damage. Makes it your turn. Alright, well, let me get these two that are on me. I will stabby stab. Though, especially kind of cracks across the, the heavy armor that Noel is wearing, it doesn't seem to penetrate. Um, but at the same time, the the back door of the wagon bursts open, and three individuals rush out. Um, all three of these individuals are um, large and furred as they leap out of the back of this wagon uh, with swords in hand and claws extended. These large wolf-like beings, these sort of humanoid bipedal wolves um, with sharp teeth and um, snarling visages of these <laughs> creatures in full clothing and armor, but walking bipedal wolves. Um, two of them with swords and one with uh, one with a staff um, burst out of the uh, out of the uh, out of the back of the wagon. As the human as the human um, on, on, on the helm sees, his, sees the other three jumping out of the back of the wagon. He kind of, all right, kind of cracks his knuckles and cranes his neck for a second, and you see his form begin to swell and shift as fur sprouts, and this sort of grayish smoke envelops his frame as, his, as, as it wraps around him, and when it clears, he too has become one of these large wolf-like humanoid beings as he uh, stands and faces and growls at the large knoll. Do I know what these things are? Uh, roll me a history check. Or a nature check, actually. Okay. Nine. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Never seen one of these before. Pretty 
presumably humans with some kind of shape-shifting ability. No idea. Okay. Maybe like druids, you don't know. They, they proceed to lay into the gnolls as well. Okay. Damn. Yeah, wow, okay. Uh, the three, the three uh, that came out of the back of the, um, out of the back of the wagon uh, immediately lay into the gnolls that are that are directly around them. Two of them with the, the two of them with the swords immediately piling onto one knoll and taking it down together. Um, as the the third um, kind of brings her staff up and presses a hand into the into the the gem on the top and pulls it away, and this arc of lightning seems to trail across her hand as she pulls the hand away from the staff and lashes it out as this bolt of lightning kind of arcs across two or three of the. Uh, of the gnolls seems to fry across them and they immediately kind of spasm and fall. Um, which then brings it back to the top as the large knoll uh, with the flail cracks in. Uh, yeah, ouch. Um, as he his, both of the heads of his flail crash into the one on the wagon, and there's this burst of sound and darkness as this sort of howling noise cracks from the from the, from the collision of the weapon. Um, and the individual on the helm of the wagon just collapses to the ground. Uh, the, the, the large null immediately grabs him, picks him up by the scruff, and tosses him off to the side as if saving for later, uh, and then steps over uh, to the next and makes a, th makes a, a second swing. Um, and then Knowles, to their own you, are going to keep trying to attack you. I mean, like, is it like a supernaturally loud crack? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's a nine, which will miss you. Uh, 16? Um, 16 is exactly right. So that'll be uh, 8 points of slashing damage. Did your dex go up last level? Yes. And your AC went up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> sorry. 17 now? Yes. yes. I'm sorry. I forgot to do that. Alright, so that actually you. Bite you. That's a 14. And that's a 10. So they you all. Your turn. I don't suppose that crack was okay. loud enough to... She's made a bit of distance. Okay. Um... Alright, I will... Can't really backstab these guys right now. <laughs> I mean, if you separated from these guys and went for one one of the ones that the other Worgen are fighting, you could. But these guys are... There's no one helping you. I, yeah, no. I need to take them down. You can disengage the bonus action and get past them without getting attacked on the dude on you. Or come back it took you about 10 minutes to follow these guys here. It took you about 10 minutes to get back there. Yeah. Yeah. So you could just join the other organs of the fray if you want to. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to do that. All right. So you disengage from these two and circle around and uh, head for one of the ones that the, that the organ are engaging. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead and make me attack organs one of them. Does she have advantage for flanking? Yes. Oh, so. 
Uh, 20. That will hit. Six plus one d six plus four. I'm, I'm doing this wrong. So Hold you do five d six plus four damage. I'm doing this wrong. Okay. That was facing him with the long sword kind of looks, leans back and looks at you. Because you had sort of the half nod of like in the middle of the fight. Yeah, she will also give him a nod. We'll, we'll worry about this later. You're not trying to stab me. <clears throat> the, uh, the, the one that was the one that had the gun is unconscious. Um, the the two the two with swords um, immediately lay into this into the next warren. Um, the two of them combined will probably take it out. Nothing like that. Maybe. Yeah, okay. Between the two of them, it's a struggle, but they do manage to barely finish off one of the knolls, um, which brings it down to uh, just the three left uh, and the large one. I can know it's just the two that were on you. Left and the small one, and then the large one. Uh, and then the mage, uh, looking at the, at the, at the, at the two small ones that are left, will, um, bring her hand up and run it across the staff, and these series of purplish lights will kind of coalesce into being around her, uh, around her shoulders as these arcane missiles lunge out and slam into one of the knolls. These, this collection of violet missiles slam into the chest of one of the two remaining small moles and crushes and crushes its chest plate into itself and it falls. Um, which then brings it back to the guy at the top who sees the group of you um, and runs up and brings his flail around and it swings out at you. Bludgeoning damage, and there it is. Twenty-four points of psychic damage. As you hear that howl and crack in your mind as the, as the as the flail collides with you. Yeah, I'm not doing well. Take another swing at one of the other Morgan. 
fail. Uh, so you, you, as, as you're reeling from that, you see one of the warriors kind of step up to get into combat with this with this large gnoll, and, these, and the flail collides with them and crashes into them, and you see their body just kind of freeze and seize up under the under the the, the strike of the of, of the flail and seem to be paralyzed. Um, which then means this turn, there's only one gnoll left. Um, natural one, he's gonna flee. The one remaining, the one remaining small null flee would leave just the group of you and the large one. Uh, which then makes it your turn. Uh, how many have left? Uh, just the one big guy. Okay. Shake a doodle do. Sure. Can I sneak up behind him at all? I mean, you can get behind him and try to flank with the other. Okay, I, I will flank. And Right. seconds go by, the, the one who had been paralyzed by the strike is able to get his muscles back into motion. Um, it's the other two. Uh, the one the one with the sword. Takes a couple of swings at the large at the large knoll, but is unable to really do more than scrape across his armor as the mage then brings her hand up and hurls a small bolt of fire. Which will actually connect. Amount of damage. As it crashes into the the body of this of this large knoll, uh, which has brings it back to its turn. Um, yeah, uh, it's gonna bring the flail back around as it it's gonna hit each of you once uh, with its three attacks. Uh, so the first one is gonna go with you. That's a 17. Exactly. It's going to be 14 points of blood. Yeah, I, I'm done. No. Not unconscious. Yeah. Uh, how do you die in this one? You roll that saving throw. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm knocked unconscious. As you feel that crack across your skull again, you black out. And you have no idea what happens <laughs> as everything goes dark. And we wake up. So sometime later, <laughs> the group that you awaken in the morning, and your one-armed rogue is missing. I start tracking, looking around for tracks. Tracking. That was a natural one stealth, so hopefully the tracks are there. <laughs> <laughs> I beat her stealth check. Oh uh, no. <laughs> yeah, you keep leaving it away. What'd you roll? Ten. <laughs> fortunately, well, there's a fortunately, there are some fairly obvious tracks. Yeah, the, the, the swamp has managed to preserve them pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> this is not my nature. <laughs> I go ahead I and immediately. What happened as far as what I saw in my watch, <laughs> that's relevant. Okay. Hold on. Yep. I'll, have, I'll follow the pen with him. You move for about 10 minutes before you come across the site of a battle. 
um, and uh, you see the, the the wrecked remains of a of that wagon that you saw last night um, that has been busted across in many different locations, and there's there's splatters of blood and a few bodies of those those canine creatures that um, that uh, I mean, couldn't describe it to you, but you see these large canine creatures um, that. Jagatal recognizes um, some of them uh, strewn across the ground, um, but you don't. This is where this is where her tracks end. Look around. For uh, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm looking for. There, there, there were five of them. You said. I, I want to look around yeah. for. Is it just the bodies of the gnolls or whatever? Yeah. So how many bodies are here? There are five. There are five gnoll bodies. But you remember, there were five regular gnolls and then the big one. Was there? Is the big body? That's what, yeah. The, the big body is not here. There are four. Sorry. There are four bodies, four bodies. of regular gnolls. Are there any other bodies? There are no other bodies. I look for <laughs> evidence of a body being dragged. I'm I'm looking for the big gnolls tracks. Yeah. Uh, both of your ones are That is significantly better. Sixteen. Thirteen tracks. Um, you definitely see signs of bodies being dragged away um, to the north. Uh, you see, again, with those with those same bodies, there is the, the prints of that very large knoll um, dragging something out to the north, presumably the bodies of your friend and whoever. Else. I rush. I uh, follow after. Uh, and as you as you guys begin to do that, I'm here. Um, you hear a voice um, call out, Wait a moment. Sounds very pained and. A survivor of the battle or something? Possibly. You, you, I will probably look in the wagon. Yeah. And you, you, you look and you see sort of limping out from uh, cover around the trees is a wolf like humanoid creature. This heavy fur uh, looks feminine. Uh, different from the bodies? No, yeah, definitely wolf-like, whereas these are more yeah. hyena-like. Um, tall and lean, whereas these are very broad, sort of squat and hunched. Um, as she kind of steps out, dragging a staff limply in her left hand as she kind of... And she regains 12 hit points mm -hmm. your wounds. You run up and place a hand on her, uh, cast, <laughs> cast the cure spell, and she kind of breathes a little bit easier. So you must be the group that ran across our camp last night. Uh, I wager that much, yes. <clears throat> what happened here? Uh, we were set upon by gnolls. Um, some poor woman came to help. Was she one of yours? That's yes. What are we looking for? for? That's what brought us here. Uh, <laughs> Looks like they were dragged off to the north. Do you know of any settlements near here? The big bastard. It's uh, a hell of a flail. <clears throat> Knocked my companions out at her. I managed to get away with magic, but the uh, ow. he and he rounded up the bodies and dragged them off north. I assume they have a camp somewhere up there. So how fast? Get there quickly, then. Joel starts going. I'm coming with you, he says. Still looking heavily injured, but definitely able to move much better now, now that you've done some healing. 
and let's move this one up. I'm going to get my steam suit in. Yeah, you might want to activate that. Yeah, I'm going to activate it. You're probably not going to drag a body for several hours. No, I mean, we're just going to move it up there. At most, we'll probably only have to use a bio or two. That's fine. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. There's only a use early in here. Oh, yeah. Is there? Because that was the, that was the trade skill, yeah. Is it trade skill? Yeah. But what do you, yeah, so um, just, 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 use, just use straight intelligence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plus proficiency, okay. You see, you are moving down here. Yes. That's 11. <laughs> That's enough. You don't need. You don't need anything. Yeah. Okay. You start up the start up the steam suit and start moving. Um, and she, as you guys move along, following the tracks. I'm going to move ahead of the rest because I'm faster yeah. because yeah. of my fleet of foot and I'm tracking and I'm a, I think the stealthiest in the group after her. So. Oh, you want to roll stealth? Yeah. Don't roll one. Sucks. That's two ones. That's an eleven. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a seventeen. Okay. Yeah, so you, you you start blending in. Fortunately, you are a sort that's of. That's a sixteen. I can do math. Okay. Okay. You're a, you're a jungle troll, and this and this foliage is more like a blue green in coloration, so it sort of matches you. You're, yeah. You're able to blend in a little better than usual. And so you you start. Blending and start moving, moving forward. Um, uh, as 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 the rest of you move, um, the the woman kind of follows up behind you. Uh, my name is Melinda Starseeker. Uh, who are you, Mom? The Fire Mentor. Recruit Whisper. You can hear the dog voice. This it's one's Josh. Josh. And Josh, he doesn't talk. He, he doesn't, doesn't talk. Um, I was waiting for her. But, uh, I know, I was about to introduce myself. I was like, you're the body of You know what don't exactly look like um, the typicals of the wetlands. What brings you around here? Uh, it's a bit of a long story. <laughs> We're on our way places. Uh, Trucks it is. Yeah. I was with a party of my companions heading out of Galeas and trying to make it further north. Uh, well, heading south ourselves. We just arrived in Stormwind after our flight from Galeas and we're trying to head north to see if we can get closer home. See what was left. Oh. Are you I'm quite not exactly from here. About here. I would have figured the one would know. <laughs> the, um. I suppose you don't have, I suppose you don't have to talk to not exactly like your mayor spoke much with the Alliance until recently. Um, the Forsaken, um, launched a heavy attack on your base. They have taken most of the city and destroyed much of it. Our home is almost certainly gone. Terrible news to hear. Well, this is the way of war, I suppose you all should be excited about the war taking more lands here. <laughs> no matter who wins in this war, I don't. Well, 
You're helping me get my friends back, so right now I don't care who you belong to. <laughs> Keep walking for a bit. Yeah. About a half hour of you, of you chasing them down. Uh, you managed to arrive, um, and sneaking your way through, you managed to see there is a, uh, a camp that has been set up a short distance away from where you initially spotted the camp. It hasn't moved much. Um, where you can see a number of wolves, uh, maybe, uh, maybe a dozen have gathered here, um, and, uh, you can see the, there are a number of cages that have been set up, um, where captured individuals have been placed, uh, you can see... I was hoping you would say that they tied our hands behind our backs, <laughs> I wanted to know how that would work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they try to tie your hand behind your back. Oh, hey, a friendship bracelet. <laughs> I'm free! <laughs> there, there's a number of individuals that have been tossed in caves. You can see Shiana um, laying in one of them, uh, along with the, along with three more of those um, wolf creatures, similar to the one that came to meet the rest of the group. I presume that they are not completely incompetent, and that the cages are in the central part of the camp under constant supervision. Um, they're definitely sort of centralized, and there are definitely gnolls that are around them. Whether they're under constant supervision is a matter of debate on your idea of supervision. There's definitely always a gnoll nearby. Whether or not they're paying any attention is a matter of chance. How are these cages closed? What condition are people inside? Uh, the people seem to have been tossed in there without a second thought, and the cages shut down. The cages are, they're a series of, like, reinforced, bone reinforced with metal um, that has been sort of planted in the ground, sort of dug into the earth, uh, and tied down and reinforced with, with uh, metal blocks on the ground to prevent them from being pulled up. Um, and they're uh, tied shut with a, sort of a, a rusty kind of heavy metal lock uh, on, the, on the door. Question. I've had the bit of time to experiment with this dragon, uh, with these dragon fang stuff, uh, weapons. How well would they cut through the bone? Um, given enough time, you could probably solve through. Um, but it would take... It, would take it, would, it, would, it wouldn't be a matter of your weapon. Like, a steel weapon might not be able to cut through, but the dragon weapon would absolutely be able to cut through. It would just take time. You'd have to solve through, basically. How long? Probably about Is there a... Is this cage, like, 360 vantage point, or is the back of the cage less well looked after than the front? Um, the gnolls that are watching are more sitting around the front door and kind of facing away, so if you could, it'd be difficult to solve quietly, but if there's, like, a distraction, uh, you could probably solve through one of the back panels. Okay. How far ahead am I from the rest of the group? Maybe that Okay. Uh, I'm going to rush back to the group. Okay. I'm going to grab my spear. I'm going to uh, make a crude drawing of the camp in the dirt. I'm going to place the little fangs where each of the knolls kind of were, and the big fang where the, the big bad were, and I'm going to um, pull out a, uh, a bunch of knuckle bones, which are my, you know, bystander, my, my standard bystander thing, and drop them into a circle in the middle. Alright. Um, I have a way to <laughs> Protect people from being attacked 
whoever runs in to try to free them, what connection keep them from running into too much trouble? Um, beaten up, but yeah. mostly left unconscious in the, in the cages. Whatever you want to do, keep in mind. The uh, invisibility doesn't matter when you're yeah. trying to cut open a cage. Yeah, gnolls have a. I'm sure you're not familiar. I don't think they show up too often on the other continent unless they're with people like the Venture Company. Um, no. But gnolls, when they're not working as mercenaries, typically only serve a couple of functions in their dealings with other races. Usually it's either food or slaves. I figured they weren't bound for anything good now. I pull out the bones and I stand them up like the little cage, like the bones. And then I take my um, knife out, my uh, my dragon bone knife, and I cut one of the knuckle bones in half. Through. You think you can cut through those cages? Okay, how long? <laughs> are, are they on a high ground? Is there a camp on high ground? Was there a camp on high ground or not? Is there any high ground on top uh, where I could set up a good uh, sniper rifle? Um, there probably would be enough. There probably would be a, a decent high spot. They were they were set near a lake where they could get water. Mm -hmm. um, so they're they're actually one of the low points. Um, so <coughs> probably get to a high point and uh, set up with my, with my suit on my rifle. Is there a because it's I, anything within 20, 200 feet? I just start shooting at them. To draw them off, and you guys can get in. How many people are in the cages? Is it just one cage or multiple cages? Because it's just it's multiple. There's there's three cages. There's one cage that has yeah. that has Shiana and the Morgan in it, but there's two more cages that have humans and dwarves, other people. You can pick dogs, right? Yes. Wait. Uh, I <laughs> think so. Assume. I'm also unconscious. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, all right. Because here's what I'm thinking. What? Is there a buzzing sound? Apparently, there's a buzzing sound coming. No idea what would be causing it. Like a constant low buzz, apparently. Oh, it might be some of the cables are loose. Oh, that's the first thing to check. Let's check electrocuted. Let's check electrocuted. <laughs> you can't electrocute yourself with audio cables unless you're really trying. I could, I bet. <laughs> Taylor, I mean, maybe you're rolling an actual Taylor can electrocute himself with almost anything. Taylor has a very unique set of skills. Did you turn me into power on? Did I? That's my. That'll probably be better then. Okay. Yeah. Fan power is on. Okay. Whoops. That's my fault. I I hit the buttons that look like they turn things on. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> so the problem with that is. They're still, they're still going to be unconscious. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, <coughs> right, as you're right, talking right. about that, I grab the priest and pull him over next to me. You got to go with him. <clears throat> yes, hold on. Do we have potions? You're more familiar with them. How susceptible are these gnolls to magic, specifically control magic? I mean, I don't know about the big one, but typical gnolls are cowardly and pack creatures. They tend to bow down to shows of strength and... Um, fear. Uh, so... Sanctuary should work as well, as then. Alright. Because what I'm thinking is, I'll go with... Because, yeah, I can use Sanctuary, which will last one minute, and anyone who tries to attack whoever's affected with it has to make a will save to actually attack. Which I imagine they're no good at. 
With a spell. With a, yeah. Spirit <clears throat> I mean, also, you don't have to be up next to the cage for the full minute. Like, once it's open, you can run in and heal. Yes. yes. You can probably reach in and heal from outside, could you? I'm unconscious, but I'm just curious. You said there are other cages yeah. with, like, dwarves and humans. Yeah. Are they conscious? This is like... I've got they're all unconscious. <clears throat> well, some of them are probably stirring by now, but for the most okay. part, they're, these, these they're not catchers. in fight condition. Yeah, they're not in fighting condition. Basically, I've got every spell in the book that avoids combat. So if someone else sets up a sufficient enough distraction and there's only like a half dozen that come after us, I can just straight up force them to ignore <clears throat> us. As long as the big guy isn't on us... Or theoretically, theoretically, I can cast that on you. Someone could like try to run around and attempt to, because if they have organization, we can attempt to pretend that we're bargaining with them or something. We don't need a very long distraction, only a minute or two, but someone to distract the leader, perhaps with some kind of a phony negotiation would give us enough time to run back around. I got, uh, well, while I was tending my wounds and laying out, trying to hide, I was able to recover a bit of my arcane faculties. I've got one big spell left that can probably splash hard, but not a lot other than that. So this person just looks like a regular arcane spellcaster? She looks like a mage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, probably, so you want one distraction group and one group to go in and rescue them. That sounds like the plan. So how are we going to divide that up? Uh, you with your steam suit, you're good for causing a distraction yeah, because you're yeah, durable I mean, and long range. Well, he, he and I can... Yeah, well, I, I can stay long range and... You want to go with me just uh, just to be there in case they catch up. <laughs> I mean, there's mul- there's multiple things I can assist with. I could fly around and oh, cause a distraction that way. Uh, the, while they're looking up, we can. I can do that for one other also. Do, do oh, these really? dudes seem to have range weapons? Uh, they seem to have um, longbows, but you know. Yeah, the the stand the standard null complement seems to be either a longbow or a crossbow and a spear or or a scimitar. But they don't look like the type to be dead eye shots. Mm, probably not. <laughs> mm-hmm. The only one who looks like he might be a significant threat with his longbow is the big guy. <laughs> All right. So then that's the plan. Yeah. Leaf and Jane go sneak in and try to get the prisoners out. And then you and I will just go uh, distract. Flank and and then the three of you, yeah. (coughs) Yeah. Just cause enough collateral damage. I should be able to. I need to see how much people mass healing worth helps. And what the range is for getting everybody together. Healing word is 30 feet, I think. Hold yeah. on. 
Yeah, I just need to see how many people it heals. Up to six creatures of your choice that you can see within range, which is 60 feet. How many people are in the cage? Uh, there's cages. four in the cage with Shiana. There's Shiana and the three worgen. Uh, there's another four in the in one of the cages that's got two dwarves and a uh, gnome and a human. And then there's three humans in the third cage. So two we castings that I can get we, everybody up. And, these are, yes. these and it's a bonus play. action, so I take, can take one round, use a bonus action, a standard action, double cast, and I can get everybody up in one turn. <laughs> Uh, you can't do the same thing with the bonus action twice. So you, oh, can, you, can, oh, you can do you can do a bonus one. action and do something else, and then next turn use your bonus action and do something relevant. Um, I thought I could use a standard action as a bonus action. You can't. Yes, but not the same not the thing. Same thing. It's, you, you, it's specifically designed so you can't just like triple, double, whatever cast spells. Yeah. Cool. Like, and could I cast two different spells? I, or? Yeah, I, I would say strictly speaking, you're not supposed to be able to use a standard action as a bonus action. I oh. let people do that. But specifically, I won't let you do the same bonus action twice. Okay. Okay. Um, and you, ca I will say that you can cast a different spell if you want to. Okay. So I can oh. cast, say, Mass Healing Word and Sanctuary. Yes. Actually, okay. How are the cages arranged? Uh, there's, uh, they're about, a, they're sort of a, um, a loose semicircle. Sounds there's cool. three okay. of them, sort of in this formation, with Shana's in the far left, and the center one has the humans and dwarves in the far right. So they're like almost right next, kind of like right. Yeah, they're, they're kind of clustered in. They're, they're probably about like ten feet between each of them. Between each. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was gonna suggest I could, I could set up a sigil of lesser trans, uh, transportation and get in between them and then teleport as many of them out as I can, but... That would probably affect two of the cages. <coughs> I think, what's the, what's the burst? It's, it's ten feet? It's five feet. Oh, it's it's five a five-foot radius burst around around me. Around you. So you, you could take one of the cages' entire co entire occupancies with you. If you manage mm -hmm. to get right up next to one of them. Mm -hmm. That'd be an idea. I don't know. Uh, well, I'm just to get one of them, just to... The cage that has Shiana in it? Yeah, <laughs> just to get her out and be healed up. Because, I mean, we know then that go you and the Worgens can fight. We don't know about the other cages. <laughs> so if anything, we want to get one of the cages that can't fight. Then so we just still have get, a cage get, that we don't Get them out, heal them up, and then and then uh, get the others out with a stronger, with a stronger group. Yeah, we're going to have to wipe these guys off the planet anyway. To get all the, to, if we're going to free everybody. How many are there, by the way? A dozen small gnolls I mean, and the big guy. Oh, okay. So it doesn't, I mean... <clears throat> no, I would, cause what I, I want to do, 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 do is just get into as many of these... There's literally twice as many as there were in the force that you fought. While they can't fight. Yeah, but I, I was but, thinking okay. they were like... Because here's the thing. If both of us have Sanctuary on, they can't reliably enough attack us. If too many of them group on top of us, I'll use Calm Emotions, and they can't attack us. Okay. I have spells that make people not attack us. So we can just kind of run in, free all the cages, then outnumber them. Okay. That's what, that's what I'm thinking is once we get we, we we get a group like Yeah, we stampede yeah. them and kill them after we open the cages. Right. Yeah. Okay. If, that's that's, what I'm that's why we go in first. Yeah, go ahead. If, if maybe I should cuz I don't I think I can just set up the I can just set it up and not have to use it and not not well. So just have it set up just in case. Yeah, that's why you you lot are running distraction. Well, I can go. Uh, I can go for distraction. I'm just for, like whether you, I gotta get up. Whether you want to do distraction as bombard them from a range or attempt some kind of a negotiation, you're a goblin, I'm sure you can run your mouth <clears> long <throat> enough to keep the leader distracted. And then if that goes wrong, you can turn it into bombardment. Can we even communicate with them? 
I don't know. I don't think I, I don't really like the, their language unless they do low common. But uh, well, they might. Um, Knowles, the ones that do mercenary work usually learn a bit, a little bit of low common, um, mm. or common, one or the other, both usually. <clears throat> I'm all for sitting up on a hill and just shooting at them until they run me down. <clears throat> well, we'll be splitting their forces. We may yeah, as well. I know. I know. This is the thing. Sure. We'll, we'll be splitting them enough to. I mean, if you, if a lot of you running rescue want to get ready, I can make the opening gambit. She says that she brings her staff up in front of her. Well, yeah. I mean, are we ready to do this? Well, let me, yeah. As ready as I'm ever going to be. All right, how far are we from the camp? Uh, you're about maybe 60 feet. Okay. Oh, well, the edge of the camp. plenty of range. Yeah, so <coughs> two rounds of running. <clears throat> I'm going to flank out uh, away from everybody. That's stealth right. out and just... As soon as we start running in, I'll <clears throat> cast Sanctuary on us. Right. Um, so... You and Jang are going right. Yes. So you'll be. Uh, okay. As soon as we start, I will give you mark of speed to give you plus twenty to your movement speed. Yeah. So you can keep up with Jang. Get in there faster. Cool. Good idea. Makes sense to me. Uh, make sure I know exactly how long the mark of speed lasts for. Uh, ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yep. Mm. Motion pattern. Second, second level. Yeah, I'm on the speed. Yeah, okay, cool. Yep. So he walks over and um, pulls one of these little pieces of wood chips off, and that has this sort of this series of runes. Uh, carved into it and presses it against your shoulder and you feel that magic sort of transition from the <clears throat> onto your shoulder and you feel your speed increase. Cool. Let's do this. Right. So <laughs> the, the worgen woman kind of staggers her way forward. You can see she's still very injured, but she's she's running on willpower right now, basically. <clears throat> uh, and she kind of staggers forward and steps up and emerges from the from the brush in full view of these of these knolls. <sighs> nice to see you boys! Here's a gift from Gilneas! And she brings her hand back and this ball of fire forms in her hand. As she hurls it forward, it lands in the middle of the camp and detonates in this massive explosion and she sets off her only remaining third level spell for a fireball. I synchronize her casting of that spell with casting Sanctuary on myself, and the two of us charge in uh, on the other side. Yeah, slip in the back and start cutting. And I will activate the mark of flying. And then I'll cast Sanctuary on myself, then I'll cast it on. Do you, do you want me to do anything, any rolling for cutting these cages, or are we just. First off, let's have a roll initiative. Okay. You still roll. Good roll initiative. Okay. When you're conscious, you, yeah. you, have, you, have, a, you have a movement when you when you become conscious. I start rolling better. Ooh, okay. I'm last. Whoa, I actually rolled well on initiative. Good. What is this witchcraft? 
Ten minutes. Oh, well, you got decent. I'm, I'm, I'm running a distraction, like uh, just away from these guys. And when, when that fireball goes off, I'm just going to start running, uh, kind of away from the camp. Just, just I'm sure they'll they'll look to see what's going on, and they'll see the steam suit running away it's from parallel. Uh, or, or, yeah, kind of away from camp. Uh, Twenty-five to twenty. Twenty and fifteen. Uh, uh, 18. 18. 19. 19. 19. 17. That's everybody. <laughs> 19. So I'm guessing your dex is higher than mine. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a 13. You had, yeah, it's higher than mine. You had 17. Uh, and you had uh, 17? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He goes first. Uh, well, you had, I got alert. Maybe. Yeah. This, this level. <laughs> you had, you had 18. 18. Okay. That also gives you a significantly higher initiative bonus than my, you know, zero. So that means you rolled better than me. Uh, I rolled a 17. I rolled an 11. Hmm. So I go after Shiana. Uh, to kill me? <laughs> no. <laughs> My initiative is like almost I mean, lower than yours. Oh, and you're okay. unconscious. And Josh kills Shiana. <laughs> I mean, we're going after you to rescue you, so. Just the, the way he said it. Um, yeah. rescue mission. And I killed No, what's your initiative? Three. <laughs> just put me down there what next week. <laughs> You're actually the only person going after the regular gnolls. Right. Well, I'm, I'm just going to be running. I'm just going to be a visual thing in the distance. If they want to chase me, they can chase me. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we're doing. <laughs> Using that disadvantage on stealth checks to your advantage. Precisely. You know what? Um, Shiana, just roll me a d20. Okay. And it is. I'm not adding anything to no, it. No, just a d20. 11. Okay. Man, <laughs> uh oh. Jang You want to rush in and start cutting? That's the that's the plan. Uh, roll me to tackle. <clears throat> Do I need to roll stealth? Just get in there. Sure. If you if you if you want to try and get in sneakily, roll me stealth. Stealth is a twenty-two. Okay. Yeah. Go in and attack. Attack roll is also a twenty-two. Okay. Roll me down. also a 22. I would presume that I have to use the dagger because the piercing damage from my dragon bone spear is not going to be sufficient. Probably not. You need to slash with the dagger. Cool. Uh, eight damage. Okay. I'm making progress. Um... I don't suppose uh, Snack Friend is really not super helpful in the application of trying to. Probably not, if you want him to do something else. Snack Friend can't pick locks with his tail. That would be silly. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, Snack Friend is very stealthy, though. How many of these gnolls look injured? Um, like, from that fireball and stuff. Just a good couple of them are dead. Um, but a few of them are still standing. Uh, of the dozen gnolls, uh, she managed to catch about six of them in the fireball, um, and four of those are dead, so there are two very injured gnolls. We're gonna go, uh, snaky stealth mode here and, uh, pick off the injured gnolls. Alright, go ahead and roll me an attack. Snake friend out for blood. <laughs> Snake Friend is really good at attacking, by the way. 17? That will definitely hit. Alright. 
Are they susceptible to poison damage? Yes. <laughs> Good. So that's... Hold on, I need to pull up Snack Friend here. I said Snack Friend. <laughs> so that's 11 points of physical damage. seven points of poison damage, so 18 total. Yep. And with that, the, the, the snake kind of swoops down around one of these charred and heavily injured gnolls and just kind of wraps around its neck and sinks its fangs into its flesh, and there's this jerking spasm as the gnoll twitches a few times and then collapses and then to the ground. Rather than to fly back up, Snake Friend is going to dart into the cave, or into the into the cage on the ground, all hidden-like, mm. so he can't be seen. Because I'm assuming the grass around here has not been mowed. No, it's relatively tall. And, <laughs> I mean, he's about five to six feet long. But only about that wide. Only about that wide. <laughs> and with his wings coiled up. Should you roll stealth? Sure. <laughs> Does a 26 keep him concealed? Relatively. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, no one sees Snake Friend. That makes it the big one's turn. Um, the big one sees a group of people and sees a couple of them trying to break out his prisoners. <laughs> he saw me? No, not you, but him. Because you, you're in there too. Can I roll stealth? Sure. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see if he does I thought you were staying back while I was oh, cutting was open and you were going to rush up when it was opened. Oh, he's fast enough. He's. Yeah, I, thought, I thought that was the plan. Was I was going to rush up and cut it, and then as soon as it was open, you were going to rush up and do the thing. Yeah, because I was going to rush up when the spell was about to expire, so I could keep you back up. Hmm. Uh, what was your stealth roll? My stealth roll was a twenty-two. Two. Twenty-two. I think. He didn't see you definitely. Um, but there's people here. There's, there's people, people here who need to be attacked. There's a party. There is a party. And the flail is invited. I didn't send an invite to the flail. I can't write. I don't know who sent an invite to that flail, but... <laughs> um, he's going to close with... <clears throat> Who's the target that he wants to hit? Stop chirping. You're big. You, yep. look, you look like you could be useful. You're going to go for you. Okay. You want to start late? You first stack at disadvantage? Yeah. All right, cool. That's good, because first attack was before the 16 on the die, second one was a 4 on the die. Is the 13 hit you? No. No. Okay, first attack misses you. Second attack. Does an 18 hit you? Yes. Okay, so the flail of pain uh, will deal uh, 12 points of physical damage and. Twenty-one points of psychic damage. So, so the twelve and four third. How much? Uh, twelve physical and twenty-one psychic. Um, okay. Ow. And then the third swing with the flail of paralysis. That's a natural one. He misses you. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and then it's your turn. I do. Yep. Oh. Okay, I didn't expect my turn to come up this quickly. Um, <laughs> all right, I guess I'll start returning the favor. Oh, um, I need to update a couple of your 
uh, striking pattern rooms, their action time needs to be a bonus action. Okay. Um, in fact, most of the striking pattern honestly needs to be bonus actions because they just augment your attacks. Okay. Um, but let's see. Uh, healing pattern, striking pattern, real quick. Uh, sure striking. Yeah, um, sure striking uh, and air striking and magic striking. Yeah, all of the. Yeah, the first. The cantrip first and second level spells of the striking pattern shall be bonus actions. The third level is still an action. Okay, so. Okay, magic striking. Yeah, uh, air striking, sure striking, and magic striking shall be bonus actions. Cool. Okay then. Um, for now, we'll just attack. First attack. Nice. That's that's nice. Natural twenty. Nice. Take that, you fiendish speed. So double, the, so double the dice. Double the dice. Hmm. That's a nice. <gasps> Ten damage. Ten. Yep. Is that with the doubling? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Oh. That's from doubling the dice inside of the modifiers. Is it leads to wilder swings. Mm-hmm. Second attack. Yep. Uh, twenty-one. That will definitely hit. Uh, that's a thirteen. <coughs> to hit or damage? Damage. You did more damage with the non-crit. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that ten. <laughs> Nice. Next damage. Keep on. Now, do I want to uh, hit him again with a normal hit or just punch him? Uh, for now, just punch him. Alright. Rolling back. Hmm, that misses. That's a two. Nice. Yeah. dice. <laughs> it's the ever important, not a one. Uh, anything else here, sir? Uh, I think that's all I can do, so, yeah. Alright. Here it's in there. Leaf, it's your turn. Cool. Uh, Alright. How tall are the tents or anything in this camp, basically? Or uh, most, of the, most of the shelters are only about, like, six or seven feet tall. Alright. Um... They're small tents, like single occupancy. Yeah, but there is tall grass. Um, honestly, I think I could just start moving through the tall grass. Like, honestly, like probably just straight up crawling through it, because I don't exactly need to be fast right now, but I do want to. So if you're, if you're crawling, you're going to be at half speed. All right, but that's 25 feet per round, so. Because you, you get the Marcus feet on you. Yeah. Yep. So I'll go ahead and 
start moving up towards the um, the cages like that. Right, go ahead and let me self check. Prioritizing stealth over anything else. <laughs> Would I get any kind of bonus on that for. You're not making you a disadvantage because you're moving slow. Okay. And also through tall grass? Yeah. That's why you're able to make the stealth check, is because you have something obscure. The, the problem is, when you're as the size that you are, tall grass... I'll split up. Okay. Oh, well, it'll move When you're the yeah. size that Snack Friend is... <laughs> 16? 16? Yep. I think you should be mostly hidden from any, and anyone who isn't looking for you, so... Alright. Yeah, this thing is like... The only reason you're able to make the stealth check is because the tall grass was there, and the reason okay. you don't have disadvantage is because you're moving slow. Okay. Because if you were just in the open, there was no way you were going to be in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you can do anything else in your turn, or just move? Uh, I already cast the sanctuaries, so until I get into for, to range for more spells. Okay. Um, mage uh, wants that Flynn's attention, so she's going to um, use the magic she has left. She brings her hands up, and these arcane missiles form over her head again and launch themselves at the large knoll. Uh, where's my D4 go? There you go. <coughs> wow. Wow, she really wants that knoll's attention! <laughs> Max damage. I don't think you can have something's attention very well if it's dead. Uh, I don't think that's gonna. No. Be it's not gonna be. It's just gonna be a while. <laughs> so they call them flins in this in Warcraft. Uh, I call them flins because that's the stat block I'm using. Okay. I was about to say because like <laughs> flint is I thought was a distinctly D and D term yeah. for gnolls. Technically speaking, in Warcraft, it'd be called a brute. Okay. But I'm using the stat block for a flint because I haven't written out the unique monster blocks quite yet. And cool. the null blocks translate pretty well. Uh, and that'll be the mage's turn. So then it brings it to the gnolls. Um, there are seven gnolls left, one of whom is very fried. Um, <laughs> extra crispy. Um, three of them are going to fire the longbows at you, because you're in the distance. Yeah, okay. yeah. How far away am I anyway? Is it like a hundred feet or a probably feet? probably about seventy or eighty okay. at this point. Okay. <clears throat> Which means that you are still within the short range. Okay. Um, that'll be a fourteen to hit. I'm assuming this is miss. Yeah. Second one. <laughs> this is gonna be a seven. That's missing. Yes. And it's a natural one. <laughs> he misses bad. <laughs> uh, so the three that are firing you miss completely. Um, it's gonna be. That's a natural one. They're not seeing you in the grass. Nice. <laughs> the brute might on his turn, but we'll see. Um. Then. Uh, then the other three are gonna go after you, Brick. Okay. Uh, that's a 14 to hit you. That misses. Alright. And then it's a 7 to hit you, which misses. That's 7 to hit you, which misses. And we're going to try and bite you. The natural one. 
10 misses you. Yeah. Oh, hey, 18. Does that hit you? Thanks. Okay. Take three points of piercing damage. And one of them finally manages to sink its teeth in. Why are they missing so much? They only have a plus four to their attack rolls, and that was some bad rolling. <laughs> I'm assuming they're fairly fast, and so yeah. just just imagining them like just missing the, the large target. They're not missing. It's they're that just, it's that just... you are wearing armor and are a giant, and so you're basically just kind of like just kind of they're like they they swing they swing scimitars and spears at you, and you just kind of bring one hand up and just grab the edge of the spear. And the scimitar just kind of clangs off your chest armor, and it's like, really? <laughs> and then one of them just finally manages to... Hit one of those. One of them, the, the one that you grab the spear out, just kind of uses the fact that your arm is out, and just kind of reaches up and bites into your forearm. <laughs> um, what's that brings us Josh. So I'm in range of hitting that big guy with the magic missile. Oh, yeah. We'll just do that. Go for it. It might be fun. Points of damage. Just to get his points of damage, and he don't get to do nothing about it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's why we do it. That's the best kind of damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, I'm just gonna keep moving uh, off. Going away. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep moving. And just... <laughs> Trucking. Uh, Shiana, roll me another d20. 14. Uh, you wake up at one hit point. Okay. Hey, I'm conscious, though. Is anyone else in the cage conscious? Is it no, just me? No, it's just you. Um, and that will be at the end of your turn, though, so you, you'll get to, you have to act next round. Okay. Uh, Jang. I'm going to cut up in the back of this cage. All right, we're going to attack roll. 23. All right, roll me damage. Eight more damage. Oh, I should have made my second attack on these, shouldn't I? Yeah, you should, actually. 20. That hits, roll damage. Uh, seven. All right, yeah, it's, it's looking pretty... Um, uh, worn out at this point. You think if you if you get one or two more good swings in like that, you should be able to break it down. Yeah. Um, and Snack Friend is going to uh, take down the other injured one. Yeah, the extra crispy one. Extra crispy. Yeah. Uh, does a seventeen hit extra crispy? Yes, it does. Why does that make me crave bacon right now? <laughs> <laughs> he takes nine physical and. Mm. No jerky tastes like dog meat. I don't know how that tastes though. Five poison, so fourteen total damage. He's dead. Well, snake right now. Now. <laughs> I legitimately don't know what dog meat tastes like, and I don't think Good. I want to. <laughs> I definitely don't want to find out. All right, strike and hide in the tall grass. Yep. Uh, <laughs> which then brings it to the brute. Snake friend is imitating uh, snakes from video games. <laughs> the most annoying enemy! They really are! It's like, they're, they're, they strike fast and then they disappear and you can't find them again to deal with them. They're up there, they're up there with bats. Yeah. The, the snakes typically poison you, and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna lose like 50 health really slowly. Because I don't have any antidotes on can me. Can a snake kill you in Resident Evil 4? I, I don't know. Honestly, it's been a while since I played RE4. Um, but. 
That brings you to the brute. Um, who's going to try and beat the crap out of you with a flail? Okay. <laughs> First, the flail of madness. Starlight. Okay, good. That's a good thing. That The flail of madness is a good thing to starlight. Because um, that's an 11. I believe misses you. Yeah, that misses. Um, then the flail of pain. That's a 16. That, is, that just hits. Okay. Uh, seven points, or sorry, nine points of bludgeoning damage, and it's, an, it's, it's a dragon. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. Uh, Sixteen a points of psychic damage. Okay. Whoa. And then the flail of paralysis. Uh, starlight again. <laughs> Good. Uh. Good, that's a four. That's a 13 to hit. That misses. Good. Um, it's my turn. It should be. Yes, it is your turn. Uh, hey, guess what? I'm down to one. You're down to one hit point? I'm down to one hit point. Um, Withdraw? Yeah. Hmm. You can use your action to disengage, so you won't take a you won't take attack opportunity if you run. Yeah. That sounds oh, safest. Or should I just heal mm. and and stick around? Yeah. Um, mm. How does the uh, what is it? How does the mark of air striking work again? Uh, the mark of air striking. You said it was a. That's now a bonus action. Does yeah, that mean it's a bonus action? This room allows the creature in power to strike in front of this and creature creature may immediately use their reaction to make a single melee attack with a choice against a creature within 60 feet, force the attack being carried to the distant target by the magic of the room. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it'll use your bonus action and your reaction, uh, but it basically allows you to punch someone at a distance. Hmm. I think I'm just gonna start backing off. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, disengage my action and uh, and start moving away. Yeah. Uh, is there any cover where? <laughs> yeah, is there any cover where the where I can? Is there anywhere I can get to while flying and be out of the uh, the sight of the uh, the archers, and but still be away from the? Uh, what's your fly speed? I think it's the same thing as as the movement. Let me just make sure. Fly speed is usually 60 or 80. See? Well, it depends on how you're flying. If magical yeah, flying. Yeah. Right, depends. Like, if you're. Birds usually have around 60, but. Yeah. Uh, speed of 60 feet. 60 feet? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, you can, you can probably um, just fly towards uh, behind a tree, basically, and <laughs> take cover behind one yeah. of them. I'll do that for for now. All right. Hmm. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, uh, hmm. Hold on. I was. So that was that was action to disengage and then move away. I don't think I can do anything else. I can, I could try to just. Yeah. Pot shot him with the uh, airstrike. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's go ahead and do that. Take a shot with the airstrike. Yeah, since I'm... <laughs> I'm guessing it's... Because uh, it doesn't say... It just, oh, it just, it's just the regular melee attack from just from a distance, right? Yes. For, for just once. Yeah, just one. And use it as action and your reaction. Uh, that is a 17 to hit. Yep. Okay. Uh, and you are above fifth level, so it'll it'll, it'll also apply an extra one d six thunder damage. One d six. Ooh, nice. Uh, that is uh, 16, 16 damage. All right. Here. It was a thirteen thirteen uh, physical three uh, lightning. Oh, thunder. Sound. Thunder. Sorry. Sixteen. Uh, yeah, sixteen total okay. damage. Good, good, good. The brute's taking some damage. Look at what happens. Um, leaf. All right. Uh. <laughs> so about. 35 feet away from the caves and stuff. Um, are there any cages that are within 30 feet of me? Um, the far cage from like the the one the one that was closest to you from the edge of the from the edge of where you were hiding, uh, would be the cage that just has the three humans in it, which is probably within 30 feet of you. Them, I think there's just a very good chance that they would freak out. That's not good for stealth. So. Oh, I might. Depending on how long range this spell is. <clears throat> what is the range? That does not have range. Okay. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to try to move just a little bit closer and get mass healing word on everybody in Shiana's cage. Alright. Sure. Uh, that can also get some people in the other two cages as well, then. Um. If you want to. Because there's only four targets in Shiana's cage. True. And you have six choices. Uh. So the one cage with four and then the other cage with three? Yeah. You could theoretically also target Brick, because I believe Brick is still in range. Brick's moving. Yeah. Okay. Or, um, I'll go ahead and get one person up in the cage with four. Hopefully he can try to start stabilizing his buddies if I do that. Get the four people up in her cage, and then 
Hit one target on brick. Okay. So roll me your healing. So that's d4 plus 8. Uh, 11 hit points. Nice. So brick, you get 11 hit points. Johnny, you get 11 hit points. Oh, yeah. All of the unconscious people get 11 hit points. They will go next. Anything else for you? Um. <coughs> right, because that's also technically still a bonus action. <laughs> um. Not really a whole lot else I can do. So I'll just wait for now. Alright. Uh, so then next, um, as. Shiona, as you feel yourself healed a bit, you see the worgen in the cage with you stirring uh, as they all come to their feet and look around and sort of examine the situation. Um, two of them see Jangatal hacking on the cage um, and decide they're going to help with that. <coughs> um, and the two of them kind of grab the two sides that he's, that he's, cutting, that he's carving on and we proceed to start to pull uh, on both sides. That's a natural 20 for one of them. Uh, not bad. Um, so, the, the two of them kind of wrenching on the cage manage to, where, you, where you've been carving through, manage to pop the joints and force the cage open on one of the angles, which opens it up enough for the group of you to, for, to file out of the cage. Uh, the third one, um, who, was, who was the guy with the gun, um, is going to look around and see the situation around him. Uh, is going to reach out and grab the bow and the quiver off of the knoll who is dead outside the cage and pull it into the cage with him. Stand up, grab an arrow, and fire. <laughs> <laughs> Get right, get right up, and right back into the fight, man. <clears throat> Sounds good. And not rolling well on his attack, though. So the first attack misses. The second one might one of the nulls. Yes, it will actually. So that's good bow. Nice. Uh, so sort of unsteady hands at first. The arrow flies and misses one of the nulls, and he just kind of mutters under his breath, grabs another arrow, pulls back and fires, and the arrow sort of flies through and sinks into the shoulder of one of the remaining gnolls. Um, which roll? And the mage uh, is going to um, Yes, uh, the mage will grab, will reach out with her, with her hand, and one of the, the, the fallen spears that is laying down uh, next to one of the dead gnolls wobbles for a second and then hurls itself at the, at the brute. Catapult's a good spell. Catapult's a very good spell. <laughs> Sounds like a fun spell. Dexterity save, that's yes. a seven on the dice. He's got no dex save mod. He fails that. Catapult is a fun spell. Uh, she'll deal... I'm gonna say 3d8 piercing damage because she just threw a spear at him. Six, 10, 14. 
spear rams into the side of the bridge. He looks to see where it came from, and there's no one there. It's a spear inside. Uh, which then brings it to the gnolls. The regular gnolls. Regular gnolls. Uh, which then... Um, there's still only three more longbows so of you. Archers, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yep. That's a 13, which I believe misses you. Misses. That's a 21. That'll hit it. Okay. So that would be a D8 plus one. Nine damage to your suit. To the suit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a 13, which I believe misses your suit. Uh, and then uh, there are exactly three more gnolls left, uh, and they're going to go after the mage. That's a failure. That's a failure. That's a hit. Okay. <laughs> The, the one of the gnolls, as two of the gnolls run up, the mage uses their staff to sort of defend to fend off their attack. But the third one gets in around and just slices across her abdomen with the with his scimitar, and she can ah! leans to the side, and uh, that's gonna hurt. Um, but and then that brings it to Josh. Okay, <clears throat> I'm just gonna suddenly turn and charge the camp as three mirror images come off of me and. So so four of us are charging the camp. <laughs> right, right toward the, the, those three archers. Alright. And then that's that's my turn. Oh an intimidation check. Because the steam suit just turned around and started barreling at them and then there were suddenly four, four steam yeah. suits. <laughs> <laughs> the goblet called for reinforcements, clearly. The four of us were running together and then all of a sudden we turned and, and toward them and they the steam split off. The steam suit got oh, like that cavalry uh, uh, thing where you know, you challenge someone to a fight, then all of a sudden, five of his buddies just pop up from behind him. Uh, Eleven. Eleven? Yeah. Let's see. Okay, they're not frightened of you. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> they might have been. It was a bad roll. Um, Shiana. Please. You are now conscious, conscious and awake and have access to things. Okay. Is the cage open the yet? Yes. Yeah. There is a okay. hole in the wall. There's a hole in the wall. Awesome. And there's a dagger that the troll is holding out that you could probably just grab. So I don't think they left you with your claws on. No, you're I, not oh, darn. Okay. But I have a dragon made from the, the tooth of a dragon. Okay. You have a dragon made from the tooth of a dragon? Jeez. Yes. Dragon. I have the whole dragon. <laughs> I have a dragon. Um, I, I will take it. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and say thank you. Alright, what are you going to do? Slaughter some people. Okay. Uh, uh, not People. There's three bowmen, three people on the mage, and then the big dude. Maybe help them. What hit mage. you in the head with that flail? Where's the big <laughs> one? Um, he was just in combat with Brick, but Brick had to retreat. I don't know if facing him by yourself is the best plan. Well, you're going to be there in a second too. But I mean, maybe. Well, can she sneak I up mean, behind so him? So long as you help don't attack advantage. him, you can keep uh, opening cages. Need your bonus action to try and hide. Specifically so with sanctuary. Okay. Help, help that. One, help that mage one, a little bit. One. Not a one. <laughs> 20 on stop. Yep. So you can get behind him and go ahead and make me an attack with advantage. All right. Um, 
Okay. Um, we're going much better now. 27. Yep, that'll hit. Uh, the dagger does a d4 rather than a d6. Um, but you Darn. do get your 4d6 sneak attack. Okay. You just needed to take a nap. I... <laughs> okay, my d4 ran away. Your what? My... Oh, here's another one. Okay. <clears throat> Could the possibly be a toddler. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to find it with my foot. <laughs> Not the metal one, though. No, I've got the metal one. Wow, I'm still not rolling well. 14 damage. You got your dexterity? Yep. Oh, yeah. oh I'm sorry, that goes up one now. Um, I'm sorry, 15 damage. 15 damage. Good, good, good. I forgot to add that because I saved that up on my... Uh, at the end of your turn, he's going to use one of his desperation actions. Um, and he is going to... <clears throat> he's going to incite Rampage. Um, so all of the six remaining gnolls um, are immediately going to move up to their speed towards the nearest target and take a bite attack. Um, which is going to be... There's going to be two of them on you. You're too far away. I'm going to be unconscious again. You're too far away. Two of them are already on the mage. And there's two left. I'm on the other side of the cage? Yeah, and you've revealed yourself by this point because the cage just dropped oh, yeah. to you. So there's going to be two of them on you, too. Uh, so it's two bites on Giant. Don't forget Sanctuary. They have to make a... With spirit spirit saves. That's a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he made the spirit save to attack me. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to only be a 12 to hit you. So. Yeah, that doesn't hit. Uh, second one, spirit save. Fails the spirit save, and then it is unloose the attack. Then the two that are on Shiana. It's going to be a 15 to hit. Um. Wait, no, 15 does not hit me. Okay. And. Uh, 14 to hit, which will also miss. And then the two there on the mage. Miss. <laughs> miss. Okay. Uh, nothing happened that 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 rampage. Um, Yay. Jangatal. You have two nulls. Uh, no, I've got a flint. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, going for the brute. Yes. Uh, how injured is this brute looking? He's rough. Desperation actions are an invention that I have created, which are basically like legendary actions, but they only become available when the creature is below half health. It's when their health is flashing red. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna grab the spear out, and we're yeah. going to uh, all kinds of vicious strike this fool. All right, go for so it. Can I can I be flanking with her? Sure. Lost sanctuary. Yay, flanking. That's fine. Yes. Flanking for advantage. I crit all nineteens. <laughs> I would like to tell you about the bad day that this uh, Flynn is about to have. It's not going to be his best day. I mean, I think it already hasn't. It's going to be his worst day. It's going to be his last day, probably. Uh, it was his fault, so. So. Uh, 
What does 54 damage do for him? Uh, how do you want to do this? <laughs> um, I want to barrel him down with uh, a with a giant spear made of the fang of a dragon, and remove him from existence. Because he had he taken 84 points of damage and has a maximum of 127 hit points. So how many? 127. Well, I used up literally all of my focus points on that attack. <laughs> to uh, get four extra weapon dice of damage, and then crit to get even more. five more. Yep. Nice! So, 10d8. <clears throat> so you rush forward and running behind this flint as it, as it brings its flail up and around to slam the heads into Shiana. You just kind of like see its back and there's just this perfect target as you just rush forward and drive and drive your hand on the back of the spear and just thrust it forward with both hands into the back of the of the brute's breastplate and the spear bites through its ribs and erupts out the chest as it shears through metal and rib and just breaks through the, uh, out the other side. And you just kind of ride it down and plant the spear and the knoll into the dirt. I'm not done yet. Mm -hmm. I have a second attack. You do. Uh, and a sting available. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> See, sometimes he'll like wake up and pause for like a minute. <laughs> um, I'm going to ju uh, <clears throat> figuring that this it'll take too long to wrench this spear out of this guy. Just pull the dagger out uh, and uh, slap it against my um, sting vial. What your the Skinner? Yeah, the Skinner. Slapping against the sting vial, and we're going to bring it into one of the other gnolls, who happens to be near Shiana. Yep. Uh, we're stinging it with the one that hurts. Yeah, the the I forget the name of it, but the poison damage. Yeah. Am I flanking on this one? Uh, no. Not okay. Well, I mean, it's a seventy on the die, so I hit. You hit. So it takes nine. Make a stamina save. What's it, DC? Uh, Thirteen. Doesn't matter. Roll natural one. <laughs> okay. It takes Yay. an additional eight poison damage. All right. And it was how much uh, initial damage? Nine physical. Eight physical and eight poison. Seventeen. It's not injured yet, so it's not dead yet. But that hurts. That hurts a lot. Um, and then I'm going to growl at the thing. Uh, roll me an intimidation check, because you just took out their leader. I'm actually bad at intimidating. That's a ten. Well, they have a minus one to their to their wisdom modifiers, and they rolled a three. <laughs> I'm guessing they don't have proficiency in that save either. No. Just a guess. And, um, is that both of them, or just the one that I shanked? That's both of them. Cool. And uh, Snake Friend doesn't like it when you pick on um, uh, magic wielding mages. Mm -hmm. So Snake Friend is going to go uh, wreak some justice over there and flank with this mage. So 14 on the die. Let's see if we crit. 15 on the die is not a crit. And it will easily hit on the die because your armor costs 15. Uh, so 12 physical damage. That's max. 
Ow. Snake friend angry. Ow. 12 poison damage. That's also max. So 24 damage. And they only have 22 hit points. Uh, so Snake friend just like... From full to nothing. Just, ah. just out of the grass. Wings up right in the back of the neck. Poison goes straight into the spinal cord. It's the uh, you ever see the um, the the uh, the like the action movie moments where there's just like the the sudden camera pan of behind someone when there's just the thing that just emerges with wings spread and there's the slow motion shot of the snake just emerging out from behind this knoll and then just biting fangs deep into the into its neck and dragging it to the ground. And while the paralyzed body slowly slumps to the ground, it's going to be coiled around its neck, hissing at uh, his neighbor. <laughs> That's, that's that's painful. Um, the brood is dead, so that brings it to Brick. All right. Uh, so what's what's left? Um, three knolls. Three knolls. There's still a three. Oh no! Sorry, the other sorry, one. Sorry, yeah, those there's three. Too, so there's uh, there's four knolls. Four knolls. Yeah, four knolls. Okay. Part that five, two oh. on the cage, two on Shiana, and one oh, yeah, five. on the beige. Sorry, yeah. Okay. But yeah. the two on Shiana don't look <coughs> super ecstatic to to be here right now. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, I think I am going to, with my action, cast a rune of healing to heal myself a okay. little more. That's a good idea. Uh, so. So. Uh, one D8. There you are. I heal... I heal ten. And I will use bonus to, uh, do another airstrike at one of the, uh, one of the archer knolls. Bye. <laughs> Deadly. <laughs> that is a uh, 18 to hit. 18 hit, that hits. Roll damage plus 1d6 thunder. Oh, nice. Oh, that is. 17 damage. Ow. Total. Are you aiming for the injured one, or...? Yeah. Let's let's start taking the one. He's dead. <laughs> oh. Get my pencil. And that's my turn. Leaf. Um... There's, what, there's one more or two more dolls? Uh, there's a, the one that looks like it's going to flee. The other one that was going to flee just got murdered by Brick. <laughs> um, and then there are... Um, Three other ones. Cool. One of which is on the mage. And there's precisely enough people left in the cages for me to mask healing word, which I think I'm going to do. All right. So, heal all those people back up. Oh, and that's a four. Nice. And that's the 12 hit points. 12 hit points. All of, all of, the, all of the remaining injured. And I'm going to go ahead and use my action to move up to one of the locks and... I'm going to try to make an engineering check to open it up. Sure. Uh, roll me engineering with your agility. Cool. See if you can dismantle this lock. Is expertise, because it's proficiency and a half, is that rounding up or rounding down? Expertise is double proficiency. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
So that's 17. 17, nice. So you you look at this at, at this lock, and you look at it, and you realize it's rusty and old, and probably not holding up the best. Picking the lock would probably be relatively easy, but you also realize and you kind of take your staff and press into the joint where the lock held holds and just kind of lever a little bit and it pops. Nice. There was a weak point that you could easily exploit. Cool. <laughs> so you open that lock. Uh, brings it to the the uh, injured folk and the mage. Um, the mage uh, appreciates the assistance that it got from the snake um, and is going to hold its staff out to the side and a um, a sort of um, arc of lightning kind of channels down the staff and then into her left hand which she will then place on the on the knoll and she's going to use her shocking grasp that'll hit and shocking grasp is I believe Okay, yeah. Nice. She lays, lays her hand on the knoll and the knoll <laughs> judders with the electricity coursing through it. Um, Heart attack, William. <laughs> yes, that's, 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 that's what I've got. That's what, that's what happened to the knoll, yes. You just gave me one. Uh, no, you use shopping, shopping grasp on the knoll. Close enough. And the the... The archer uh, among the morgan is going to pull his pull his bowstring back and fire at that at that knoll that just got shocked, and the arrow will sink in between the shoulder blades and finish it off as it collapses to the ground. And then he'll pull another arrow out, and fire again. Um, that'll hit as the one remaining uh, by the cage, one of the two remaining by the cage, takes an arrow to the shoulder. And he's injured. Uh, and the two that are by the cage that he's at are gonna just, they don't have weapons, but they have claws because they're Morgan. Oh. So they're just gonna lay in with claws. And not do a bad job either. Between the two of them, they just kind of, with their claws out, just rip through the one that was punctured by the arrow, and now there's only two knolls left. One of whom looks like it's going to flee. In fact, it's his turn. He's going to flee now. <laughs> is, uh, he, is he injured? Uh, no, but he does provoke an attack of opportunity from Shiana. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Goodbye, Mom. Do I need to roll to hit him? Yeah, roll to hit him. Uh, 19 to hit him? Yes, that will hit roll damage. You don't have sneak attack because there's no one to help you out here. And I still just have a d4? Yeah, just a d4 plus your agility. Alright. Uh, eight right now. Eight. Alright. And he starts to run. Uh, the other one is going to try and fight the warden that just piled on. Not doing so well. And he misses. Uh, Josh. I'm just going to head into one of the tents and start seeing what's available. Loot the room. <laughs> Loot. Loot I mean. Alright, uh, we'll cover that in a moment. Okay. Um, Shiana. Yes. My turn? Yes. He's running away? Yes. Yeah, I'm 
Oh, I don't have my claws. Stab, stab. Do I get sneak attack or uh, no, you, backstab or anything? He knows you're there. He you knows you're there and there's no one <laughs> helping you fight him, so. I can try. Is that? Okay. Yeah, does a 13 hit him? Unfortunately, that misses. Okay. Did you raise your attack when your backs went up? Yes. Mm, no. Only my damage. Your attack also goes up by one. Zachary, could I use that pencil, please? Does a, four, does a 14? 14 also does not quite hit. Okay. Their AC is 15. But it's, oh, so close. Yeah. But it still goes up by one. Thank you, Zachary. Um, like giant um, <clears throat> pull the spear out of the leader's body and hurl it at that <clears throat> uh, silly worgen over there. Or not worgen, the one that the worgen's dogpiled. Yeah. How is, how is he looking injured? Uh, he's a little bit injured. He has, they didn't get to do a lot to him, but... Uh, 20 some odd, uh, 20 exactly to hit. That, that hits. He takes 11 damage. Alright, he's not dead yet, but he's looking very bad. And hock a javelin at him. Dragon bone, spear, that's a natural 20. Ha! <laughs> he's probably dead, roll damage. <laughs> 18 damage. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> that would have killed him if he had full health. And Snack friend is going to uh, drop this runner. Go for it. 22. That hits, roll damage. 12 physical. Okay, not max anymore. 8 poison. He's dead. <laughs> that is the last of the gnolls. You, you swing at his back and then a snake pops out in front of him and bites him in the face. <laughs> Which brings us out of initiative as the last of the gnolls in this, in this party falls. Yay! <clears throat> All right. As, as as the battle winds down, uh, the of uh, the worgen mage kind of sh- stumbles her way over to the cage where her companions are at, and just kind of wraps the three of them in a giant hug as she kind of pulls all three of them in. Oh, it's good to see you, lads. And they 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 have their their moment of of reuniting before the three before the four of them set to um, helping the other prisoners out of the cages. Yeah, I go ahead and pop open the other lock. Yeah, I'll fly over to Shiana. Are you all right? I'm in pain, but I'm alive. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go to leap. Maybe he can fix uh, it. Okay. That is. I think it is. I think it's just, uh, da, 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 da. Plus eight. Is that ten? No, it's not plus eight because this is regular healing word as the first level. Because okay. I'm not casting this at super high level, but um, that is two yeah, plus, plus six. Eight. Yeah, no, that's that's eight hit points back. Your pencil pen. I'm sorry. There are pencils around here. That one's this dead. one's out of lead and it has no eraser, thanks to our child. Um, God, I can't just stop taking erasers. What does this splint have on him? Um, he has sorry, a suit of chainmail exactly. armor uh, and his flail and a longbow. I'm going to pick up this flail and take a look at it. 
Um, the flail appears to be, uh, it has three primary wounding implements. Uh, it is a double-headed flail, so there are two chains on it, um, and then the pommel is spiked, which are the three methods that it uses to perform its primary attacks. Um, all three of the all three of the wounding points, both the two and the two flail heads and the and the spiked pommel, are um, formed out of a skull. Uh, all three of those skulls were glowing when it was wielding them, and the two chain flail heads were emitting a trail of smoke. Um, but that seems to have died down after its death. He's going to look at it oddly, and then hand it to Leaf. Do I have any idea what this is? Uh, it's a weird-looking chain flail made out of skulls. Can I recognize what type of magic this may have been using? Uh, sure, go ahead and roll me our comments. <clears throat> That's a natural one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> weird magic. That's what it was. It was null magic. I'll uh, identify this more later. <laughs> I'll keep a half my. I'll I'll hold on to it. I'll poke at the chains with the with my uh, with one of my dragon bone spears. Do they seem like they are specially protect on the chainmail, or does it seem like normal chainmail? It seems like standard chainmail. And I I grab pick up the bow and pull at it. Seem like a standard bow. Yeah. Okay. The only thing that seems particularly dangerous and magical is the flail. The flail. Okay, toss it aside. <laughs> Also, this this a giant knoll. Yeah. Any particular like jutting fangs? Uh, yeah, he's got really big canines. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Pop those out. You won't need them. Put them in my counting bag. <laughs> uh, you, in your looting, yeah. um, managed to pull together. One second. find uh, 70 gold pieces um, and 35 silver scattered throughout the Bruce tent. Um, and also a variety of bits of leather and bone and meat, some of which is viable for using as rations and some of which is just bone and meat and leather. Okay. Any odd materials I can work with? Or I don't see anything. I mean, there's some weird, ours. like, um, scale high that is off in the corner. It looks like it might be like crocolisk or something that might be interesting to work with, but nothing particularly yeah, useful okay. from an engineering standpoint. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. All right. <clears throat> So how? So there was there was two um, cages with just an assortment of like humans and dwarves, or and a gnome. 
humans, dwarves, I don't know. Are any of you all injured or, well, <laughs> prohibitively injured? Uh, the, the gnome kind of dusts himself off and stands up, and he's got this sort of like this bushy pink beard uh, that sort of extends to about mid-chest, and his hair is kind of frazzled. Um, he kind of dusts himself off. Um, we all seem to be in walkable condition, he says as he looks around. The beatings they gave us on the way in don't seem to have left any lasting damage. I uh, thank you for your assistance. Um, I think that the accent just became more gnomish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Trying to get in. I'm just getting into character. I thank you. I thank you for your assistance, but um, it's a bit odd to see. Um, the larger and greener folk helping us out. <laughs> we help out where we can. I'm not about to turn away from aid. Um, thank you all. Were you all in one group or separate travelers? Um, my understanding is that some of us were traveling together. Um, I don't think all of us are from the same group. Uh, one of the dwarves speaks up. Me, uh, uh, I was part of a patrol wandering the roads. And, uh, Knowles came out of nowhere and ambushed us. Dragged us off. The nose speaks. That sounds like my traveling party as well. It's, it's the one in the crowd. So, where are all of you headed? Uh, we are on the roads between um, the dig site and the southern ends of the uh, wetlands and um, Menethil Harbor. Do you think a lot of you can make it back all right? I think if we don't have to worry about more nose like that, uh, maybe we won't. Maybe that was a good enough message. Uh, but perhaps if we all move as a large group, he says, looking at the organ and the other dwarves, maybe if we all move as a large group back towards Menethil Harbor, it will be a large enough threat to make them stay away. I do believe a lot of them were moving north as well, so I say indicating to the Worgen. The, the, the Worgen, who was the, who was the coach driver, kind of looks up. Right, uh, I think the group of us moving towards Menethil Arbor might be the best place to get some new steeds and a new wagon as well. Uh, so, uh, I thank the group of you, um, call you. I mean, we. I, can I mean, to use the name. I don't have a guild name. Yeah. Yeah, they won't tell anybody. We're basically sneaking past already, anyway. Yeah, and we help them and stuff, so, like. We're the Soaring Fang. Soaring Fang, oh. Just a group of people trying to make the world a better place. Really tough. I'll be sure to remember that name on my travels. Thank you all for your assistance. Uh, yes, indeed, the gnome says. And uh, I think, I think we could all use a drink back at the uh, back at the inn at the harbor. Shall we get moving? <laughs> and the the group kind of gathers themselves up and offers their final farewells to you all and begins to move 
north and west towards Manitho Harbor. Life be with you on your travels. I'll go ahead and cast another mass healing word on any of the ones that look particularly most injured as well. Go for it. So just using up some more dust bolts on that. So that's um, nine hit points back for whoever looks most injured there. Might be with you as well, the mage says, as she kind of limps a little bit less now that you've provided a, a decent amount of healing to her. Um, and the, the group separates and begins to move off towards Manitou Harbor, and as, all, as you all gather yourselves in the wake of this combat um, and begin to uh, prepare to move on, uh, and as Austin returns, that is where we will end for the week. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.